Colorado held its first press luncheon on Tuesday, previewing the Rocky Mountain Showdown. You're going to hear from junior quarterback Steven Montez first, then senior inside linebacker Rick Gamboa, then senior running back Kyle Evans before Mike McIntyre. All right, Mr. Montez, would you like to make an opening statement or just take questions? How's everybody's day doing? <laughs> doing well? Everybody's doing well eating? eating? How's the food? Decent? Good? What is it today? Fajitas? Fajitas? Some culture. <laughs> All right, first question. Go ahead. So, Stephen, uh, CSU has a game under its belt. Obviously, I'm sure you guys either watched it or have been watching tape. I guess oh, yeah. your thoughts on them having a first game under your belt, what you saw from them, and if that changes your thought process at all? Um, I mean, I think they did some a, a lot of the stuff that we thought they were going to do. Uh, I mean, they they look like a good team. Um, they came out on the short end of the stick against Hawaii, but I still think they're a very good team, and uh, we need to prepare like uh, prepare like we always do for them. Steve, did you get excited seeing Hawaii's quarterback Cole McDonald be able to really run? He uses athleticism. That's a big part of your game. Um. Well, I mean, it's it's a different game. I mean. Hawaii was running a little bit different sets than we were, but I mean, it, yeah, it was good. They had some success on offense, so I mean, like I said, Colorado State's going to be a good team, so we just got to prepare and uh, and do our best when we get out there. Steven, can you give me a good kind of Rick Gamboa story, just about maybe the um, you know the first time that you really <laughs> um, you know interacted with him, or, or something that speaks to kind of who who he is on this team? I mean, obviously, Rick's a leader. I think everybody kind of knows that. Rick's been a leader for a while here. Um, I don't know. We have some stories, but I don't know if they're uh, if they're good for TV or whatever. Yeah, I think I'm just going to go ahead and keep the stories to myself. Uh-oh, speaking of the devil himself, he walks into the door. <laughs> Rick, they asked uh, if me and you have any stories together. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, we have a few, but... We're just going to keep those in the back pocket. I know CSU's defense struggled a little bit there in the first half, but so far, what did you see out of them on tape? I mean, I think they look good. They look good. They got their fronts. Their fronts good. They got big guys. Number thirty-three can run pretty well. Um, their corners are good. They can go out there and run in space. Safeties look good in coverage. So I mean, they're, they're going to be a good defense. They're going to be a good team overall. I thought our offense looked good too when I watched the game live. I mean, yeah, it's just been work, 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 work. Ever since, uh, ever since the season stopped for us last year, me and those those younger receivers got together and we were throwing, throwing, throwing constantly every week, every week, throwing, throwing deep balls, intermediate routes, and just really everything, just so we know we're on the same page when it comes uh, live fire. And I think that it's, it's worked out well for us because we're, we're, on, we're on pretty good levels. We've got pretty good chemistry, me and those receivers. You obviously lost a ton of production at receiver from last year. But this new crop of receivers, I, I sense there's a lot of optimism about them. Oh, yeah. What's it like? And I know J-Mac's kind of the outlier here. But what's it like throwing to much bigger targets? Because last year, there were times the tallest guy in the field was 5'10". This year, you may not have a guy under 6'2 at times. I mean, we've got some, we've got some bigger receivers this year for sure, and I think that'll that'll help us out. Because I mean, 
a lot of the DBs, most of the DBs anyway, they're not over 6'2". They're not over 6'1". So we've got, we've got some guys that are taller and the guys that, that can jump and go get the ball out of the, out of the air. So I think that will help us out in those, uh, those one-on-one situations. Steven, uh, Jake Moretti's been through a lot to kind of to get ready to, to play. What's been your impression of, of the way that he's battled through all he's gone through? It? And then also, what, do you, what have you seen from him? This I mean, I think, I think Jake's a dog. Jake's a dog. When I say dog, I mean four legs and a tail. And I think that he just works and works and works his butt off. And he's, he's got the right mentality. And I think that, that he's a very good player. He's a very good player. Me and Jake always joke around that he's got the, he's got the most expensive knee on the team. So... I mean, Jake's a good dude, and I mean, he works really hard, so he's, uh, he's going to have a bright future here at CU. It's a rivalry game. It's played at a pro stadium. You played in this game last year. Was there anything about it that surprised you? Is there anything about it that you share with maybe some of the younger guys on the team who haven't really had played yet in this game about whether the intensity or the stadium or whatever? Um, I mean, I was definitely shocked the first time that I – like I'm talking about my freshman freshman year, like when I first got on campus and we went to that game, I was like, wow, this is more people than I've seen in one stadium at a time, I think ever probably. Um, so, I mean, the game is, the atmosphere is nuts. I mean, there's half of the stadium is Rams, half of the stadium is Buffs, and they get that, uh, it sucks to be a CSU Rams. They get that going on our side and it, it gets pretty, it gets pretty live. So, I mean, I'm excited for the atmosphere. It's always a fun game. It's always it's always pretty good, a pretty good game, evenly matched. So, obviously, a big rivalry for the fans, but for the players, mm-hmm. like, how would you characterize the rivalry between the teams? I mean, it's just another game. It's just another game. I know CSU doesn't like us. I mean, I don't think we like them any more than they like us. So, we're just going to go out there and, and play a good game. And I mean, I think that's kind of how it is for everybody. I mean, if there's no friends in football. Once you get on that field, you're you're uh, you're enemies. So, you got to go at them, give them your best shot. And I think that's what we're going to do. Steven, your team, there's a lot of guys that have played a lot of football, like Rick and yourself, that are going to be contributing. But a lot of guys that have not played a lot mm-hmm. um, in that 2017 and 2018 class. Can you talk about some of those guys and what's impression about those two classes? And obviously, Chev and the coaches really have to wrap up recruiting and things like that. But what have you seen in those two classes in particular? I mean, they're, they're, we've definitely brought in some good, some good players that can play, play the game, play football. Um, I, they're young. I think their instincts are going to take over when when the the, the bullets start flying in, in a live game. I think uh, that it's kind of just just kind of just like with me, like I said in the past, that just kind of felt like being out there in high school again. I, I think it's going to be the exact same for them, just playing the game of football. The game speeds up a little bit, but it doesn't really change very much. It's the same game, so I think they'll be successful on the field. Hey, Stephen, who has the advantage, the team that's played a game already or the team that sat back and was able to watch a team already play a game? I was thinking about this over the weekend, and, I mean, I think there's pros and cons to both. I think play that first game, you kind of get all the kinks out, you get all the procedure penalties kind of out of the way, the false starts, all that stuff that's going to happen kind of with the first game. But I think that we also have an advantage as well because we got to watch that game and break it down and kind of get a better idea of what they're going to do both on uh, offense and defense. So I think that I think that there's advantages both ways. We have time for one more for Steven. So Steven, you talked all offseason about the preparation you've made and the, the extra film study and all that stuff. And I know you feel more comfortable in the office, but now that it's game week, are you interested to see how this is all going to play out and what the results are going to be from all this work you put in? Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait. I'm so excited. 
Um, I don't know if I, I've been excited for a game since this excited. I don't know if I've been this excited for a game since probably probably Oregon. I'm, I'm very excited to play this week. I, I don't know what it is. I just I can't wait to get out there and uh, and show what we've been working on on offense. And I'm I'm sure the defense has got got a lot of stuff that they want to show the world as well. So excited! Can't wait! Can't wait! All right, appreciate you guys. Have a good day. <coughs> All right, up next we have linebacker Rick Damboa. We'll open it up to questions. So, Rick, you heard Stephen there at the end. He can't wait for Friday. Uh, you feel the same way? Talk about your emotions and your excitement heading into this game. Uh, yeah, definitely. Uh, I'm very excited to play. Uh, just working off. Uh, working all off season, just waiting, finally getting a chance to play, hit somebody else besides your own teammates, and then this is you no know, my last time playing the Rocky Mountain Showdown, uh, going into my senior year, uh, just trying to take every day, one day at a time, and just take advantage of every opportunity I get. Rick, yourself and a couple other seniors on this team have have a chance to, to kind of have won this game every time you played it. How, how much does that mean to you? That's something that hasn't been done for CU since 1998. Um, to be a part of that, especially with this rivalry, you know, kind of in the future, um, you know, perhaps I mean. Uh, I think it's uh, just a cool thing, just to be a part of uh, being in the class that won won this rivalry game every single year we played in. Uh, this was uh, this is definitely a special game for me, just because uh, going back to my retro freshman year, this is the first game I ever started for CU. So just going back and just uh, seeing uh, the past three times I've played in this game, just uh, reliving all those memories, uh, and just seeing uh, the different teams we've had going into the games, and just the way each game has has happened, and just all the memories I have from this from this game. <laughs> Um, you were just talking about the memories, but do you have a favorite memory from your experiences at the Rocky Mountain Showdown? Uh, I'd say my favorite memory is definitely uh, my in 2015. It was I just told the team this uh, early in the week. Uh, it was fourth quarter, game tied. Uh, there was a third down, and uh, I I read a screen. I hit, I hit the running back. Ball went flying there. Ko caught it and scored. It was a big play for us. Definitely a big momentum boost for us in that game. And uh, definitely just the way that game ended up going down, us winning the game in overtime, my first start, uh, always probably even one of my favorite memories. Rick, obviously the down linemen affect your job quite a bit as an inside linebacker. What have you seen from that group this preseason if you try to compare that to a year ago? Uh, I would definitely say just as a group, they've definitely uh, been working been working well with each other. Uh, they've been rotating a lot, just different guys, uh, pairing different guys together. And... I think just the, how kind of different some guys are. Some guys are bigger. Some guys are faster. Some guys uh, get uh, better pass rushes. Mix and max definitely helps us up front. And I think just for me, uh, everything they do, and no matter how good they play, that's all uh, that reflects on defense. And just uh, I, they were they were the heart and soul of the defense up front. Uh, if they have a good game, that means we're probably having a great game as a defense as, as a unit, whether it's stopping the run. Pass rush, things like that. So it's a lot of the, a lot of what they've done this offseason has definitely been helping defense. Rick, this is a rivalry game. It's played down in Denver at the Broncos Stadium. As you think back to Rocky Mountain Showdown, you've played in. 
I guess what stands out about this game that makes it unique in your mind? Obviously, it's unique for fans because it's a rivalry game. It's you know half the state, half the stand, and all that stuff. But what stands out to you as a player about this game? Is it the intensity, the atmosphere? What is it? Uh, I definitely say the atmosphere. You don't uh, you don't get too many times where you get to play in a stadium where half the half the crowd is going for you, half the crowd is against you, and then there's times when you're on the field where. You're backed up on your your own end zone, and you hear their crowd chanting, yelling against you, or they're backed up, and you have your your crowd with you. So I definitely think that's a very unique experience, and one of the things I definitely enjoy about this game. Rick, you were talking about the guys up front uh, a little bit ago, and, and obviously there's some new faces there. But for guys like yourself that were a big part of this defense last year, uh, were around uh, the year before. How motivated have you been the past year uh, to make sure this defense is, is putting a good product out on the field uh, this year, maybe closer to what we saw two years ago? Uh, I think just me, my, myself, and then just the rest of the guys on defense, uh, we all believe that defense wins championships. So for us to reach the goals we want to reach as a team, we know we have to have a good defense because it's there's going to there's gonna be games where offense struggles, defense struggles, and the other side of the ball is going to have to pick up. And we know that as a team, and I think just as a defense, you know, uh, the m more takeaways we give, the, the more stops we get, and the least amount of points we give up definitely gives our offense a, a great opportunity to score points. And we know, we know what our offense can do. We've been going against them past month, past off season, and we just we know the firepower that they have, all the weapons that they have. So we know uh, uh, just getting them the ball and just giving them the best chance for them to put up points is definitely going to help us win. How important is it for you guys to get off to a really good start defensively and set the tone for the rest of the season here? Uh, I would say uh, it's pretty important just because we have a lot of new faces, a lot of new guys uh, getting their first start or playing their first time in Division One football. So I think just that confidence uh, definitely helps just getting off to a good start and, and, and just kind of keep it rolling, uh, whether it's getting turnovers, getting stops on third down, uh, making tackles. Uh, I know a lot of guys get into games nervous, but after that first hit, after that first tackle they make, the game kind of settles down, slows down for them. So I think just getting off to a good start is definitely a, a big momentum boost for us. You've become obviously one of the top leaders on this team. Can you can you trace back to sort of where you think those qualities in you originated when you were coming in here and really deciding that that was kind of kind of be the the role that you you took on? Uh, I would say probably just growing up, uh, my dad was always my coach as a kid, and uh, he always pushed me to be a leader for my team. And I think that's just, especially being middle linebacker for a defense, that's kind of like a, the big part of a defense, having them communicate with everybody up front, communicate with the back end, all the DBs. So I think that's just a role I've been like pushed into and, and the role that I've kind of gotten myself used to being into. So it's not really don't really ever feel too much pressure about being in that type of role, but I always push myself to want to get better and try to do anything I can to get better, whether it's take uh, being a better leader, being a better athlete, being a better football player, anything I can definitely helps. And just talking to my teammates, seeing anything I could work on, uh, taking criticism from teammates, coaches, anything that's going to help me just be be better. Rick, first thing is Rockies fans are wondering what that Dodgers have wearing. <laughs> Secondly... <laughs> Playing defense is an attitude. Does, does this defensive unit, even though you haven't played a game, does this defensive unit have a swagger? Uh, 
one, I'm uh, from L.A., so I'm always going to be a Dodger fan. Uh, but, yeah, I'll definitely say uh, this defense does have an attitude. I think uh, just a lot of guys just watching the film last year and just seeing everything, they, uh, what we could have done, and just knowing where we want to go as a team, uh, I think the defense, we know we, we, have, we have to have an attitude of we want to be physical, we want to enjoy ourselves, we want to have fun out there, fly around, get to the ball, and, and just enjoy our time out there. Uh, you don't get to no snaps guaranteed. You want we want to take advantage of every opportunity you get on the field, and just enjoy your time. Rick, we hear a lot of things about the the 2017 and 2018 class, and those guys like Nate Lamon and, and Antoine and Reddy, all these guys that uh, are making you know, they're kind of wowing people in the weight room, things like that. What's impressive about those two classes, and what do you feel has been different about the guys that are coming in these last few years? Uh, just uh, I would say the biggest thing is their work e- work ethic and like just how much wo- uh, how much they want to win and how much they they how hard they work. You see it on the field. You see it on practice. It's just like the guys you named, Nate Lamon, Jake Moretti, Izzy. Those are hardworking guys. They're they're guys going to come to work every day. You don't have to you have to push them to go. They're not taking reps off. They're not doing. They're making. They want to come out. They want to get better every single day. And they want to do whatever they can for, to help this team win. And I think that's probably been probably the biggest thing about that class. And just the talent level that they have. There's a lot of very talented guys who have, who have yet to play a lot of football here. So I think they're all very excited and can't wait for the, uh, to see them what they do Friday night. As a follow-up to that, talking to, to Nate the other day, he was talking about how impressed he was with, with you guys, the older class, how you guys have really embraced them. Sometimes there can be some separation between older and younger guys. How important was it for you guys to really embrace those guys and recognize their talent and bring them along with you? Uh, I think it's just it helps as a, as a team having that camaraderie of of just everybody being close, whether it's on or off the field. And I, I just remember just going back to when I was a freshman, when I was a young guy, and just being around the older guys, KO, Cheeto, Addison, and just how much that helped me, just being around them and that connection I had with them. It made it easier. It makes it a lot easier when things get tough, uh, when you're tired, when you have to sacrifice things, uh, to, uh, knowing that you have that connection, you have that relationship with guys on the team. So it definitely helps a lot on the field when you have that relationship uh, with those guys next to you. Anything else for Rick? Thanks, Rick. Yep. Thank you. All right. Uh, next, we'll have running back Kyle Evans. Uh, Kyle, what was your head uh, walk out on the field Friday night, last call, uh, last time showdown? I mean, you know, it's a lot. I mean, it's my last first CSU game, or my last CSU game, I guess you could say. And so, um, you know, for me, uh, last year at this point in time, I was basically not even suited up. I was just in the jersey without the pads after my broken hip. So um, kind of uh, just like take it with a grain of salt and, you know, understand what this game means to both teams um, and, you know, what we're trying to prove this year as a team, as a whole, and uh, just where we're trying to go. What is it we are trying to prove this year? You know, just – Go every into every game, you know, uh, focus on that specific team and uh, just take it one game at a time and then just go from there. So right now, you know, CSU is our biggest opponent. So right now we're really focused on them. 
um, really uh, focused on understanding, you know, what this game means to Colorado and also what this game means to both sides, to both teams. So just going in there with that mindset that we got to give it our all every single game. How do you feel about playing a bigger role in the offense than maybe ever before in your senior career? Yeah, I mean, uh, I talked to my mom about it a couple of times. Like, this is the first time that I'll be co-starting uh, uh, in a game, in a college game. So for me, like, um, you know, just going with the chip on my shoulder, understand that, you know, uh, I have something to prove because there's not necessarily a lot of tape on me, uh, particularly running back. So, you know, just going out there and, and showing the, over the last four or five years that I've been at CU kind of what I've been taught through uh, Coach Hagan, Coach Chev, all the coaches on offense, um, and how they've kind of built me to be where I'm at right now and, and all the other running backs as well are ready to show out. So that's what we plan to do. What, what's the running back room miss the most, not having Philip around? What do we miss the most? Honestly, his hair. I mean, that's the biggest thing, to be honest with you. Um, but, I mean, he, he was just a guy who always brought a lot of humor, and so he knew how to flip the switch really quick. So um, when he needed to be serious, he was serious. When he needed to, you know, have a little fun, he was able to have a little fun. And so, you know, I think that, Everybody kind of understands that, and you know, being, me being around him for the past four years, like I was really able to learn a lot from him, and uh, I'm really just trying to teach some of these these young guys and um, other guys that are in the room, like how to really flip that switch and and when to be um, a tough guy, knowing that if you're a smaller guy, you might not be able to take someone head on. So just un understanding all those different things and aspects of the game and trying to apply it. I think there's a narrative out there that this game might mean more to CSU because they're the underdog for Colorado. There's a lot to lose and not as much to gain. You talked earlier about what this game means for Colorado. What does it mean for Colorado? I mean, I know that this game means a lot to both teams. And, you know, for us, it's our first game. We're, really, we're ready to go, and uh, it's our first game of the season. We've been through fall camp basically going against our own teammates. So this game means a lot to us, and we have a lot to prove. And so basically CSU is, is in our way of, of, of our goals and what we plan to achieve this year. And so they're just the first step. And so I know this game means a lot to, to both teams, and there's a long history and tradition of you know us playing against each other. And so I know that they're going to give their all, and we got to give our all as well. Carl, obviously uh, senior year is always uh, something players look forward to. For yourself, you alluded to the, the big injury last year and, and where you're at uh, a year ago at this time. Has that, in what ways uh, has that maybe made this senior season and, and getting going at this point more special to you? Um, yeah, I mean, just like every senior year, you know, it's the last. So um, you really have to go in knowing that every game you go into is your last first game, you know, against CSU. Next week will be my last second game. So um, just understanding that and knowing that there is a timeline to college football. And so um, really just leaving everything out there and having no regrets on every play, not just every game, but every play that I, I'm in there for, um, to really just leave everything on the line for my teammates and for myself. And, you know, we put in a lot of work this offseason um, with Coach Wilson and through fall camp. So um, really just um, leaving everything out there and, you know, understanding everything I need to know before the game. Kyle, with, you look at that depth chart, you and Troy Bond are kind of co-starters out there, and you guys are both going to get a lot of snaps this year. With him coming in and transferring in from Tech, what's their relationship like, and how have you kind of played off each other, maybe pushed each other? 
Yeah, so um, going back to Phil, uh, one thing that he really did um, was he pushed a lot of us to compete. And so, um, you know, Trayvon, when Trayvon came in, he brought that, that competition. Um, he kind of vamped it up between the running back group because there was a lot of uncertainty, as you guys know, like this offseason about who was going to play, what the rotation was going to be. So with that uncertainty comes, uh, you know, a lot of competition and a lot of, um, you know, what can I do to kind of set myself apart? And so I think um, bringing him in really um, brought that out of myself and out of Alex, um, Bo, Donovan, whoever, uh, all the running backs pretty much to really be the best that we can be. And so, um, you know, I think he just, he kind of just helps everybody be better. And, and he's a great player as well. And he brings a lot of experience from Virginia Tech. So um, with his insight from, from uh, another school also, just kind of helps our game to be able to be more balanced as a running back group and uh, just get better as a whole. Anything else for Kyle? Kyle, you guys, as sort of a senior group, have a chance to, to have won this game kind of every year you were playing. And what, what, what kind of, I guess, what would that mean to, to this group and, and how important is that? I mean, um, it'll mean everything, really. Like, I mean, every single year this game is always, you know, down to the wire. And um, whoever wins, it's, it's 365 days until, you know, the next one. So uh, for me, it's, it's my last one. So 365 days, I won't necessarily, I won't be here. So, you know, this, I got to go all out. And I, I mean, as I'm speaking for the whole team, we all want the trophy. So, you know, we, we want to represent the state well. And we want to represent CU well. And so um, the best way to do that is just win the game. Were you happy the Broncos shaved Phil's eyebrows off instead of taking his hair? I am proud. I am proud. You know, he he was always talking about it. He's like, I hope they don't shave my hair. I hope they don't shave my hair. I'm trying to get a head and shoulders endorsement, <laughs> all that kind of stuff. So I was like, all right, well, I hope they don't shave your hair. Let's hope for the best. And so they shaved his eyebrows, and I FaceTimed him after, and he was it was it was pretty funny. But, yeah, I think he's okay with the eyebrows for now. <laughs> Can't imagine ending on a better note than that. <laughs> Thanks, Kyle. Thank you. Laddie, I thought you were going for the Head and Shoulders commercial. <laughs> 35 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, our, uh, our young men are excited about playing in the Rocky Mountain showdown again. They're excited about it, and uh, they really enjoy going and playing in the um, – in, I don't know what the name of the stadium is now. I've always called it Mile High. So uh, they love going there and playing in the pro stadium, and uh, they're excited about the game. And um, So I'll take any questions at this time. Mike, you've been asked a lot about uh, losing the bill and, and how to replace him. But that running back group, what do you see out of that group that is maybe better than it was in the, in the previous years? <laughs> well, we haven't played out there in a game yet, so it's hard to say better. Um, you know, Phil did everything. I think the thing that we have is we have um, three or four guys that we believe can do a lot of stuff, you know, so uh, I'm excited about what they've shown in practice. I'm excited about their competition. I'm excited about their effort. And uh, so um, 
we'll see when they get on the field if they're doing what, we've, what we feel like they've been doing in practice. And uh, I believe they will. Um, but, you know, it's Phil, um, he kind of was a, what, what are those knives, a Swiss knife? And then what he was, you know, he could just a little bit do everything. So we got guys that can do all of that. Um, but we'll see who has the hot hand and, and kind of go with that also. Um, I don't plan on running four guys in and out the whole game. Um, if somebody's hot, I'm going to play them. So that's what we'd like to try to do. I asked Coach Bobo this yesterday. He's two and eight in rivalry games, zero and three against you guys. Is it fair for a coach to take for judge by a measurement like that, where you know against the biggest rivalry, not able to get it done? So right. Um, first of all, I'm glad Mike's back. Um, he is a phenomenal guy and a phenomenal coach. Um, I'm glad he's back and going. I know that had to be extremely hard on him, um, his family, and I know it had to be extremely hard on the team to be away for ten days and come back and. Um, you know, he didn't want to walk back in and kind of rile everything up. He wanted to see it kind of move. Um, so I'm, I'm glad he's back. He's a heck of a football coach. You know, the ball bounces funny ways in games. And uh, um, I think that he's done an excellent job there. He's been at three bowls in a row, um, which I think is pretty good. Um, they lost a lot of players off of McElwain's last team. Um, a really good quarterback at the time and some really good football players. And so I think he's done a good job of – keeping it going, and I think he's a heck of a coach. Mike, your receiver core is going to look a lot different this year with the exception of Jay. Mm -hmm. uh, as an old DB coach, can you talk about, I guess, the challenges of guarding a bigger receiving group like you guys are going to put out mm -hmm. on the field, and is that more difficult than facing maybe smaller, shiftier guys? <laughs> it's all relative, right? Um, you know, uh, those smaller, shiftier guys, if they can get open and catch it and um, they're good if they're big and then get open and catch it. They're good. I think it's uh, kind of little apples and oranges. Um, but I, they've our guys. Um, we'll have to see how they play. You know, the guys before um, had played a lot of games and made a lot of big plays, and they're all still on um, NFL rosters, as far as I know. Is when I walked in here now. So that shows you the talent they have. Um, and uh, so I'm excited about watching these young men play, and hopefully they'll be able to do as good as the guys that were here. Um, but that we haven't played yet, so we'll see. Rick Gambo has started 37 games. He's become such a, you know, such a fixture and such a leader. But I'm curious if, if you have an early memory of, of when he got here, whether it's his redshirt freshman season in 15 or, or any other time. Do you have a, a story of a, a play or a stretch where you said, this, this kid might have a chance to be a, a real special part of this? Well, I saw him play in high school. He wore number seven and at, at um, Chaminade High. And they had all kind of good players around him. And he was always the one showing up to the football, always. And uh, so I said, this guy's just a football player. He has that innate ability to find a football. And some people go, well, he's not that fast. He's not that. I said, he has that innate ability to find a football. And he's off the charts smart. And he's off the charts ability to communicate. I said, I want to sign him. So we did. And, uh, and I think the rest is history. You know, we redshirted him his freshman year. Um, he said a unique thing to the team the other day. You know, my freshman year, I came in here and I go, wow. And so what I did is when I played against the first unit as a scout team guy, I learned the speed of the game, and I learned how to see it, and I learned how to do it. Um, you know, we can check how much film they watch, you know, and log in. He always has the most um, by far, and he just loves it and eats it up and understands it. So if he sees something, if you, try to only, if you get him in the game once and you try it again, he, you won't get him a second time. Um, and so I've just been so amazed at how he's done it. You know, he, um, 
the Oregon State game, his uh, I guess it was his red shirt freshman year or sophomore year. Um, they had been practicing the screen. They'd been running in practice, and they ran a little bit earlier in the game. And then all of a sudden, at the end of the half, they ran the same screen. He <laughs> diagnosed it, hit the guy. Um, him and Kenneth hit it. They both. He picked it up and ran it in for a touchdown. Um, you know, he just does things like that um, quite often. Um, and you go, how did he get there? He just saw it. Um, so I'm. Uh, he's a phenomenal young man, a, a great leader. Um, and, uh, you know, he truly is a quarterback. You hear that a lot, but he truly is a quarterback diagnosing ability on defense. Hey, Coach. Uh, yeah. Davion Taylor, is he one of the fastest guys you've ever coached? And what, kind of, what does that speed, what does that do for the defense? Uh, Davion is extremely fast. Um, I think I called it coach a guy named Paul Richardson one year that was pretty fast. <laughs> um, uh, and But Davion, um, you know, he's the fastest guy that I've ever coached. Is two hundred over 220-something pounds that runs that fast, yes. Um, and he is really catching on to football. It's still a little new to him. I mean, it's new. He's only he played, you know, two years of junior college football. He didn't play in high school, um, and uh, he uh, so um, he is just coming on faster and faster every day. You kind of see a more of a light bulb go off, more of a light bulb go off, um, and he he's doing really well. And he and he plays fast on the football field. I, I think you'll see him flash. Uh, I sure hope so. <laughs> How have you seen Kyle Evans grow throughout his time here in Boulder? Wow. Um, Kyle Evans, I, I saw play um, as a ninth grader in high school in football and basketball. Um, him and Jay always competed against each other. So I've known him for a long time. And then going into the senior year, he broke his ankle. And so we were recruiting him at San Jose State, and he broke his ankle. And I liked him, but we left and came here. And, and, and all of a sudden I get a phone call one day, and it's, he says, my mom and I are coming up there. We want to come and walk on at Colorado. And he's really bright and he's really sharp. And he went to um, uh, Midi High School there in um, San Jose. And he walked on, and then he was doing phenomenal. You know, his uh, sophomore year, he played really, really well. Had some big games against Oregon, big game against Arizona State. Had another good couple good runs against Utah that I can vividly see and remember. And then that spring, he broke his hip. And I thought... Oh, I don't. It was it was one of those ones that the practice everybody stops, nobody moves, and I'm just sitting there looking at him. And Adam Holiday goes, "Mike, we got to go keep practicing." I said, "I don't want to keep practicing. This is terrible." So we moved down, and and lo and behold, he's back. And so last year, as the season went on, he started getting better and and, and better. Um, but Philip was running so hot, and what we were doing at the time. Um, but he is just taking off, and he's better than he was as a sophomore right now, and he's really running well. It's, I mean, it's an amazing story to me. <laughs> I guess he's, he's one big muscle, you know, so he's just amazing. Who has the advantage, a team that's already played a game or a team that was able to sit back and watch a team play a game? I would rather play a game. I think if you ask any coach that, I think they would definitely say that. Um, and so, uh, you know, they've played a game. Um, so that gives them a little bit of advantage of the speed of the game. You always hear it. They always improve from the next, for more from the first game to the second game. Um, I hope that's not true for Colorado State State. Um, but uh, it's going to be a, a heck of a game and um, was really impressed with, you know, I was really impressed with Colorado State's fight in the second half and their comeback. They really could have won that game, which was um, amazing uh, to me as I watched it on tape. And uh, their fight and aggressiveness, and kept playing and kept competing, and had an opportunity to do that. And 
they got some big play capabilities to say the least. They, they always have great a great receiver. It's amazing. And the the Bissy kid, he's overlooked. He is really a good football player. I mean, I, I, I he'll make. I bet you he has a chance to make somebody's team next year in the NFL. I mean, he's that good to me. Kyle was just in here saying that uh, CSU is a team in the way of your goals. Mm-hmm. A couple years ago, you exceeded everybody's outside expectations. Last year, maybe you fell a little short. With your team, do, does your goals change or your emphasis on goals change as you grow a program, or how tangible do you talk about things you want to achieve? Well, when you stand standing there with a, a group of young men, um, they all want to achieve to be the best. I think that's in anybody's business. If you say, well, we're going to shoot to be mediocre, you know, and make everybody feel, whatever anybody outside, you, you, you don't do that. I mean, you set high expectations and you go after it. But when you first start a program, you, you don't go in and that's all you talk about. You have to start at all the base things first that get you to those expectations. So you tell them all about that. Um, and as they, as they get going, the kids talk about it. I don't even have to talk about it. I mean, he heard, you heard what he said, you know, what their goal is to get done. Um, so we always talk about truly it's coach speak, but it's the truth, one game at a time. And if you take care of your goals and you win each game as you go along, then you can achieve a, a lot of dreams and a lot of goals that you want to set. So we're always setting – but as a, as a leader, um, you have to set the expectations high, and you have to set the bar high. Um, and if you don't, then you're not leading. Um, you're, just part of the, you're just part of the group. Let's go along to see what happens. You're just the water following the cracks. You've got to make the cracks and help them get there. To go back to the receivers for a second, um, Stephen was just in here talking about how basically the day after last season ended working with that new group. So. Yeah. Having an experienced quarterback, how much has that helped bring that group along? And just maybe what have you seen overall as far as chemistry and development in that area with the caveat of obviously not playing in a game yet? Right. I, uh, um, you know, I guess I take it back. Th- those kids have played in games. They just haven't been the main roles. So there's, they're not that um, wet behind the ears, so to speak. Um, but, um, you know, all of our quarterbacks um, have done a good job with the chemistry with those receivers. Um, and then, you know, Steven getting out there and working with them. Uh, those guys have been working hard. I'm excited about what they've shown in practice. Now they got to, you know, go do it in the games. But I do think there, and to answer your question, there is a camaraderie there. There is a feel there. They do know how they're running the routes. He knows who he can lay out there and throw it out too deep, who he can throw the back shoulders to, all those type of things. They've got those nuances figured out, which is what makes a big difference in a game. Coach, a lot of attention for the wide receivers. Uh, tight ends haven't made quite the impact. What do you expect from your group this year, and how will they be used? Uh, well, you know, last year Chris Bounds um, uh, made a lot of good big plays for us, um, and uh, I can remember definitely a couple of them in the Arizona game. I think he had two touchdowns in the Arizona game, um, and so Chris is our main tight end there. Uh, and then we got Brady Russell and, and Darion Jones. Um, Pawlowski was in the mix, but he had his shoulder operated on. Um, he played for us a lot as a freshman. So those guys, we use a lot of different sets. They'll be using all those different sets, and I thought they've had a good fall camp, and they also play on all our special teams, which is a big deal. Oh, wow. Two questions in one day. <laughs> I guess some coaches might want to ease into the season a little bit for good teaching moments with you know, not as much possibility for failure. Um, I'm kind of breaking the one game at a time rule here, but you 
guys are not easy this season. How has that maybe helped the focus of this team and also increased the anxiety for somebody like yourself? Right. No, it, it's exciting for us because, um, you know, all since last season was over and everybody kind of, I guess, realized what was going to happen when we were going to play our two biggest rivals in the school's history back-to-back. Um, I guess you would say there's, there's always a buzz about the CSU game, but now there's kind of a double buzz and, all the time, and uh, it always makes it special. So our guys are understanding that, and uh, I, I definitely think that's pushed them um, because everywhere they go, they hear about the CSU game and, and our next game all the time. Um, so uh, it, that's extremely um, a thing that they have to put in the back of their mind and, and, and take one day at a time. So I think they have taken one day at a time. They have worked hard. There hasn't been a day we've gone out to practice where they've, I mean, there hasn't been one day, which is, knock on wood, hope it's not uh, Thursday or Friday <laughs> when we play, but they've been into it. So I, maybe it has um, an undercurrent for them and motivated them more. Javier Edwards mentioned that you played a big role in him getting over his juice, juice habits. Uh-huh. <laughs> Could you talk about the process of him getting in better shape and what he can give you now at his current weight? Yeah, um, Javi is a, uh, if y'all have ever gotten to talk to Javi, he has a personality. You know, he's, he's, uh, he is so funny. Um, and so when he got here, um, he was overweight. Um, he worked at it and got it down. And then he really started working with our nutritionist, um, and he started working with our trainers and, and our strength coaches, and they put him on a plan, and he worked at it, and he stayed at it. And, and uh, you know, that's pretty hard to do for a 20-year-old kid. Um, and also at the same time pushing himself every day and working. And I've been very pleased with him. He's a lot quicker. Um, he was quick anyway, but he was quick for like two plays. <laughs> now he's quicker. Uh, he's um, stronger. He's more powerful, um, and he, he looks like a, um, a he looks like a good football player out there. And I sure hope he does that um, in the games coming up. I think he can be a, a force inside. Mike, in listening to several of your interviews during fall camp, it seemed like a number of times you talked about how good of a practice your team had. Mm-hmm. This is the best practice we've had so far. Stuff like that. When Steven was up here, he really had a confidence about him. Like he can't wait to show people kind of what this team is going to look like. What motivates this team right now? Every year, you know, there's this new motivation for a team. What is it that this team's bonding around as they get ready to embark on the season? Well, they've grown closer together. Um, uh, but I think they're kind of bonding on everybody calling them a failure last year. You know, um, you let it down. You didn't keep it going, so to speak. Um, and so I think that that's what they've kind of heard out there and people saying things to them and different things. So I think that they've kind of put two ship chips on their shoulder and, and decided to shut their mouths and work at it and let the results in the field stand for it. And, and hopefully um, we'll have the results that um, they've worked hard to try to achieve. You know, nothing's guaranteed. You know, there's hard work, which gives you the opportunity. Then you got to go do it under pressure. And that's, a, that's another step. So hopefully we'll make that step. We're seeing a lot of these younger guys that are about to make contributions or have a little bit last year, that 2017-2018 class. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about just what's changed in recruiting for you guys to be able to go get some of these guys that you don't necessarily have to play but have earned their right to go out and play and impact guys? Well, there's a lot of different things that have helped us in that. Um, 
uh, I would say first of all the uh, success we had in 2016 when we talked to kids and they talked to other kids that played here um, they know they can be successful okay that I think that's the main big hurdle um, so that's helped in the recruiting side of it but um, the other side of it is our, we have a phenomenal recruiting staff um, I have a whole personnel group in there that we do that we put that in place three years ago so as you kind of work through that we didn't have that before when I first got here we had one guy <laughs> and the rest of the coaching staff which is um, not the best way to do it um, but we went out and raised money and we're able to make a better recruiting staff um, and uh, and then I think the other side of it our coaching staff has done a great job when they've gone out on the road um, they've made great contacts um, and then I think we've you know keep evaluating well and uh, that's important um, but uh, this facility is a big part of it so I think it's a combination of multiple things coming together it's not just one um, but uh, hopefully those guys play well and um, that entices more good young men to, to come here and go to this great university and live in this beautiful area where you drive over and you see those mountains every day. And I think that helps a lot because especially the young men we bring from Texas, you know, they just can't stop staring at the mountains. <laughs> and so uh, I think that makes a big difference uh, in the beauty of the place. Just as a follow-up to that, do you think that's going to make an impact in the future when guys you're recruiting can see that you'll play the best players if they're freshmen? Yeah, I, I definitely do. Um, we had to play too many of those guys my first year here. Um, and uh, so I think that they do see that we're going to play the best players and we're going to um, work with them and help them. And, and uh, you know, the other thing that's good, too, is um, it's, it's been interesting. The, the dynamics of recruiting have changed a little bit. And I think we've been on the forefront of it on, on purpose because I kind of saw it coming, was all the early graduates and the – junior college kids because living in California and other places when we were there going to school a year and can come and have be four for three and you get those kids in in January now they go through January and they go through the summer and they go they go through spring practice fall practice and all summer those guys can help you quicker um, now we've had a couple we had one young, young man that didn't do that he's walked in he's going to play the first game um, but I think that helps your overall team too Anything else for Coach Matt? All right, thank you guys. Appreciate it.